You may be seated. As you're seated, you might want to get your pen out, because if you haven't written uh, 1 Samuel 19.11 at the top of the psalm, you ought to, and go back there and read that whole account. Because the neat thing about this is this changes the whole way you look at the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms, to most people, is kind of like, you know, where you just open it and read one, because, you, do, you know, it's in the middle of the Bible, you can always find it, and if you don't know where you're reading, you just read a psalm, right? But you know what it really is? It's the record of the travail of the human soul, going through every emotion, and then recording the hard time and the great relief that we can find in the Lord. This psalm divides into three parts. Verses 1 through 8, he turns to God in his trouble. That's the first thing we see. The second part starts in verse 9, down through 15, he trusts in God. So when the trouble comes, he turns to the Lord. During the trouble, he trusts in the Lord. And then starting in verse 16, he triumphs. See, that's, that's what he says, I will sing of your power. He, he, he's through it. It's kind of like he sees a storm coming, so he turns to the Lord. He goes through the storm, trusting in the Lord. And then, as he finds what the Lord promised, he is triumphant through it. Now, how does he do that? Psalm 59 has several key defenses to the paralysis of loneliness during times of conflict and danger. And what I want you to do is note the truths David found. And you might want to circle them, underline them. I have them all marked in my Bible. All of these I have circled and marked. I, I use all different colors because it's something we all face in one form or another. So, so mark them somehow. And then as I go through these, ask yourself if these have been personalized yet in your life. Okay. This is what David says about the Lord, and this is what I have marked. In verse 9, he says he's a defense. Verse 10, a supply of mercy delivered. You see how he puts that in verse 10? He says, God, my God of mercy shall come and meet me. He's going to come with mercy and meet me right where I am. Uh, In verse 11, he is a shield. In verse 13, it says he is the ruler of all. Uh, In verse 16, it says that he is a defense and a refuge in the day of trouble. In verse 17, he says he is my strength, my defense, and my mercy uh, that I need. Now, those are the facts. And see, what, what I'm encouraging you to do is take the next step. Most of us are very academic in our in our Bible time. I mean, we, we, we have our devotions, and we find a truth, and we mark it, and we close it. And we don't take that that next step. And the next step is what what we need to do, and that is to personalize it. Look back, starting in verse 9, over these verses, and change them from mere facts to a personal reality. And and as I go through this, this, this exercise can actually change your Bible study time. You actually go out mining. Um, It reminds me of of, uh, one of the, the challenges we as men face with with our uh, women in our lives, our daughters and wives. Now, not a problem, a challenge. They will go out, as in most recently yesterday, they will go to seven or eight garage sales. I'll say, what did you get? Oh, nothing. We just went out and we looked at everything. I mean, uh, they go to the store. They'll go for hours to the store. What did you get? Oh, nothing. We just shopped. I mean, I go to buy something. I know exactly what I want. I go right there, I get it, and I leave. I mean, who wants to hang around the store? You know, it's just with a bunch of people just looking at all the stuff. I mean, get out of the way. I'm getting what, you know, what I need. That's a man's view. Woman's view is just looking, you know, just thinking, you know, they try on eight things and buy not one. You know, it's just amazing. 
that's how we read the Bible, men and women. We never try it on and buy it. We just shop. We just go through and we're marking all the nice stuff. It's, no, yeah, he's defense, mercy, uh-huh. Oh, he's a shield, yeah, he rules. Oh, boy, defender. Shut the Bible. You know, we have to personalize these things. And not just personalize them in our mind. We have to actually negotiate. We have to go to the, to the checkout counter. We have to buy this stuff. We have, to, we have to put it in our bag and take it home and do something with it. See, that's what Bible study, that, that's the final step that, that we need to do. Let's do it together, okay? How do we apply God's word to our life each day? Here's how we do it. Note what David actually said. He didn't just say a defense, a supply of mercy, and on and on. Look what he says in verse 9. God is, and what's the next word? My. Yeah. My. He is my. You notice that, that David doesn't stop by saying God is a defense or, or whatever form of that Hebrew word you have in your version of the Bible. He says he's my defense. You notice that, that he made it personal. He reached out and touched God by faith. And so can we when we face family conflict and danger. This was David's habit since his youth. Now, in your mind, Bob said we're going to memorize it next week or next month or something, Psalm 23, and most of you probably already know it. Wouldn't it be interesting how different that psalm would be if David said, the Lord is a shepherd, people shall not want, he makes people to lie down. What am I leaving out? The Lord is what? My shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down. Do you see how intensely personal this relationship is he had with the Lord? It was not third person. It was not out there at arm's length. It wasn't hypothetical. It was, it was experienced. It was experiential. It was personal. Do you know that's why David could talk about the Lord all of his days in every situation? Because it was a very personal and real relationship. Now let's do that with this psalm. I can just hear David singing the 23rd Psalm, so I want you to go through this list and make it yours. Say to the Lord from your heart, right now with me. Look at verse 9. If you mark defense, you know how you personalize that? Say, be my defense. Against what? Loneliness, temptation, uncleanness, weariness, helplessness. Be my defense, Lord, and give him something in your life. Look at the next one in verse 10. Deliver mercy to me. Do you, do you know, grace is getting what we don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what we do deserve. Okay? Deliver mercy to me. Remind me I'm not going to get what I deserve in this situation. Because most of the time we deserve, we deserve to be in hell forever for what we've done against God. And you know, one of the most encouraging things is to say, deliver mercy to me. Remind me that, that you are not going to give to me what I deserve. That you have piled your grace on me, giving me what I don't deserve, rather, and withholding what I do deserve. Deliver mercy to me. Because, you know, the first way the devil gets in to neutralize us is he makes us doubt and, and deprecate our salvation. Think little of it. Not realize how great is our salvation. That he has forgiven us from all sins, and there is no sin that is not forgivable. And if we are in Christ, God will never remember our sins against us. Deliver mercy to me. Verse 10. Verse 11. Be my shield. You know, this works. 
I mean, this works. I, I got a, a, a message this week about someone, and I couldn't believe it. I sat there, and I read that message, and my heart sank. And I called Bonnie. I said, this is, a, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. And she said, and what are you studying this week from David? What does 1 Samuel 30 and verse 6 say? David encouraged himself in the Lord. Look, look at what it says in verse 11. Be my shield. Don't let the fiery darts of the devil discourage you and make you doubt the goodness of God. When you face a situation that was unplanned, unexpected, and you didn't see it on the road, who saw it before you? Well, what Royce read this morning in our scripture, Psalm 139, the Lord knew about it long before we did. And he knew it was coming. And so it's not a surprise to him. What he's looking for from us is that we do it. Verse 11 says, be my shield. Don't let the devil discourage me and make me doubt your goodness. Verse 13, rule over my life. You see what it says in verse 13? Consume them in wrath that they may not be. Let them know God rules in Jacob to the ends of the earth. Well, personalize that. Say, rule in my life. Take over my emotions. Take over my appetites and my desires. Take over my fears. Take over all of my my anxiety. Do you know what anxiety is? We're anxious when we meditate on our problems. What does God say you're supposed to meditate? On your problems? No, this book of the law, this, this word shall not depart out of you. You shall meditate in the word day and night, not in your problems, not in your fears, not in all your troubles. That is what it makes us anxious. And so what we're supposed to do is what it says right there in this, this wonderful, you are the one ruling over my life, verse 13. Verse 16, be my refuge in times of trouble. Verse 17, personalize it, be my strength today. Show me your mercy now, I need it. Defend me from this painful loneliness. Well, that's what David found in the 59th Psalm. And what a blessing it is. 